Well, it's Friday, August 28th. That was the other side, sort of, of the Disney Cup. Explosions, right? The fireworks. I mean, that's kind of... We were there once on July 4th. Wouldn't recommend it. Anyway, August 28th, it's my granddaughter's birthday today. Three years old. And it happens to be my wife's birthday. Not going to give you her age. She probably would give it to you. But she's as old as me now. That's all I got to say. Anyway... Let's look into God's Word, Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn, Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, he who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Psalm 85 Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. Selah. You withdrew all your wrath. You churned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your indignation toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints. But let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground, and righteousness looks down from the sky. Yes, the Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps a way. My grace is sufficient for you. Paul's question, if God is for us, who can be against us? That may seem rhetorical, meaning the answer is so obvious that the question answers itself. But when we're going through hard times, we may be able to point to all sorts of things or people who are against us. Our boss, spouse, the economy, the weather, and even our friends can sometimes seem to be against us, or at least not for us. Sometimes life in general seems against us. Even our own bodies don't cooperate or help at times. But Paul doesn't let us dwell on that for long. He immediately asks another series of questions to turn our attention back to the fact that God is for us. Would God go to such great lengths to save you only to ignore and abandon you? Would he give you the good gift of his son and withhold other good gifts? If God declares you righteous, who knows better than him to say you're not? Is there anyone better than Jesus himself to intervene on your behalf? What's more powerful than God's love for you? What's, what hard thing can you go through unaccompanied by his love, loving presence and grace? 
Say this out loud. God is for me, and his grace is sufficient for me. Dear Lord, thank you for being for me. Help me walk in that confidence today. Amen. And I think it's so important that we take the time to listen to the Spirit, that we have a, a spiritual practice, a discipline of, of being still and knowing that He is God, of spending time in God's Word, of regularly attending fellowship, being around God's people to encourage one another. These are things that God has put in place for us so that we would not grow weary and faint. And I think when we see people really troubled by their faith, um, you have to go, man, are you, are you holding on to the promises of God? And that's something we get to do as a body. We get to support those who are going through troubles. We get to remind them to look up that Jesus is for them. Jesus is interceding for them. Jesus is sufficient for them. The love of God will carry them through and that he has extended mercy and grace and forgiveness. And he has given you the sure foundation of his son, Jesus Christ. It's hard to remember sometimes. And I think we have people around us that need to know that. Um, so again, I've been, encouraged you to set your clocks for 8 o'clock. That represents about the 80,000 people um, in our surrounding area. And maybe it's, you know, it, it's, maybe you're listening to this from a different area. But still, it, it's, it's a reminder that we would pray for those, that we would also pray, God, what are you inviting me into today? And how can I serve and show the love and the grace of God to others? So may God richly bless your day. Enjoy Jesus. Go and share life.